Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather, so I give you news and views from a West Texan's biblical point of view, one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. I'm sure you guys by now have heard that old Tucker Carlson has been uh, terminated, fired by Fox News. And of course, they're coming up with all kinds of stuff. I was sitting here with the nightly news that came on tonight and I normally don't watch. Um, I was only watching our local news because we have uh, severe thunderstorms in the area. And of course, oh my gosh, they've got this little girl who used to work for Tucker and she's all upset and hysterically crying and thinking I had to look at Nancy Pelosi in a bathing suit oh, all over the place like a poor little whiny baby yes so anyway this is one of the oh my gosh so inflammatory defamatory against tucker carlson yeah we all know the truth because murdoch is owned by the Soros and the the elitists and the WEF and BlackRock and we all know the truth. They can't control him. Kind of like uh, they can't control Trump or they can't. The ones they can't control. Well, then all these things come out of the woodwork. And, you know, we had to pay all this money, these $780 million to the Dominion now, blah, blah, blah. Um, but what they don't tell you is Fox News lost one billion dollars with a B uh, this morning when the news hit. So that's one billion dollars. Um, and so I guess they're pulling a Budweiser like when they teamed up with Mulvaney and their stocks plummeted over a billion dollars as well. So you know, guys, we we listen to the to the leftists and they spill all their propaganda and their brainwashing and their anti-science, anti-deniers. You know, men can have babies too. Don't know what's wrong with you and all of this crazy, wicked, abominable things. But when the rubber hits the road and when the dollar signs add up, well, the leftists. They seem to be lacking in the pocketbooks a little bit. And so I think the mainstream folks realize and uh, we, you know, we realize that we we have somewhat some a power over all of this. And so if we really do speak with our money and we behold in these companies um, to morality and you know standards then eventually they're going to realize hey you know Budweiser's already backtracking all this stuff they're sending out these new videos look Budweiser it's too late you've already screwed the pooch it's it's too late um if I was a beer drinking person which I'm not but if I was I would never pick up another Bud Light again I mean you betrayed your fan base you betrayed your loyal customers and you should have known that because you always stood for um, firemen law enforcement so on and so forth and then to pull something like that I mean you tried to go woke and I think you went broke and so Fox News um could care less I mean they're not getting I mean, they may lose all this money but to them um, you know, they're just feeding the socialist uh, propaganda machine. Yeah, good old Fox News. But let's check out some headlines, shall we? So go woke, go broke. Uh, Fox News in turmoil as, <laughs> yes, folks, and uh, I have to agree, I did the same. Um, it says, uh, go work, go broke. 
Uh, Fox News is in turmoil as Americans cancel Fox Nation uh, subscriptions at, quote, record rate following Tucker's firing um, of absolutely. Um, I deleted the um, app off my phone um, this morning, so no more Fox News. Um, anyway, but I, you know, I hadn't really watched Fox that much and pay much attention to them um, since the elections when they were the first ones to call. Was it Ohio uh, for the Dems when even CNN wasn't even that brazen um, to show their true colors? We're just going to keep on counting. Yeah, but Fox did. So I knew at that point. Nah. Uh, oh, Murdoch. Um, you know, they're all um, pretty, uh, pretty much by the same folks. You know that. I know that. We all know that. But anyway, what else is going on? There's a whole lot of stuff to talk about, you guys. Uh, warnings over a bizarre Ouija board-like tool pledging to connect people to the Holy Spirit. Jesus, it's not the Holy Spirit you're connecting to, my friend, my friend. Uh, many believe these boards are mere fun and games, but Christian experts like ex-psychic Jen Niza warn of the spiritual dangers implicit in playing with the Ouija board and other tools like it. Uh, the new talking board, though, is even more disturbing as it promises something different. It pledges to connect Christians to the Holy Spirit in Jesus. Um, folks, you can find that article at faithwire.com if you so desire, but I'm not going to go there. There because you know and I know that that is all demonic and none of us need to be messing with that kind of stuff. If you wanted to know even more about it, you can ask uh, Jan Markell. As a matter of fact, that's part of her uh, testimony. She actually went to a um, a very faith-based university. That's where she was going to college at. And she got caught up playing with that Ouija board a couple times. And she can tell you all about it. If you want to go find her testimony, you can do it at her website at olivetreeviews.org. Go check that out. So I do like to hear this. I, this is just music to my ears. Fox stock dropped, dropped folks, $1 billion, with a B as in boy, $1 billion minutes after Tucker Carlson departure. So Matthew Tuttle, CEO and CIO of Tuttle Capital uh, Management told Bloomberg that Carlson's exit is, quote, definitely going to leave a mark on Fox, unquote. Uh, in the first quarter of 2023, Tucker Carlson tonight ranked as the highest rated program in cable news. So it just shows you how just utterly insane these woke people are um if you watch the heritage foundation um dot org you can go there uh tucker carlson gave a speech um the other night uh they are on youtube i definitely go watch that he gave a phenomenal speech coming from an episcopalian i love that he goes oh, i'm just episcopalian was it episcopalian yeah anyway kind of kind of cute but anyway um like he said we need to take at least 10 minutes out of our day to pray for our country pray for our leaders um, you know, pray for each other, most definitely. Guys, we've got to turn this thing around. We have to. Um, only way it's going to save America is Jesus, and we all know that. But Bachman, Biden admin, the WHO setting stage for one world government, AFA.net. We'll show you that article. Uh, that's what's at stake here. Bachman told host Jan Markell, founder of Olive Tree Ministries. We saw how difficult life was under the pronouncements of President Biden, Dr. Fauci, and the Centers for Disease Control. Uh, but that's only because they were already following whatever the World Health Organization, right? 
whatever they say. So we've had a pretty good taste of what life could be like under a one world international dictator. And that is what this would be. And that's not an exaggeration, she said. Folks, um, I've talked about this uh, a lot. It's coming up in May. That's going to be the vote that's coming up very soon. Uh, and Biden's going to go ahead and just throw us to the wolves over there, which takes away our sovereignty and puts the World Health Organization in control over any health crisis that they deem a crisis. You know, there's the new uh, strain coming out, Arturkis or whatever they want to call it. Who sits up there and comes up with these names? <laughs> Uh, it's probably one of those from the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab himself, um, and now his little get-up. It looks like some bad sci-fi movie, but folks, if it was only a B-rated sci-fi movie, but it's not. This is real life, folks. This is the end of the days. This is the end days the Lord told us about. Mockers and scoffers will come. Oh, where's the promise of his coming? Everything's been the same since the world began. Oh, you Christians. Look at that crazy man over there building that boat, talking about some rain we've never seen before, and this flood of all this. Yeah, whatever. Everything's been the same since the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gonna come a day, folks, when Jesus is gonna call us to heaven, is gonna call us out of this world, and that'd be like shutting the door to the ark. Which people always wonder, like, well, how did that happen? Well, who shut the door to the ark when they all climbed aboard? That was Jesus. Jesus um shut the door. God shut the door to the ark, sealing them in uh, for safety because they were not meant for God's wrath. Because they were righteous in God's eyes. So there you have it. We as Christians are filthy, of course, but we are righteous in God's eyes because we have Jesus Christ as our Savior. He is the atonement of our sins. He is our righteousness. So when God sees you and me, he doesn't see us for the wretched, wicked people that we are. He sees us through the blood atonement of his son, Jesus Christ. So he sees us as righteous. Isn't that amazing? That always, always amazes me whenever I think about that, what Jesus has done for us. But more on headlines, blood clots, deaths, and cover-ups. Naomi Wolf goes inside the Pfizer document. So there is a video that is included in this. And um, you guys, you definitely probably want to check out that video. But this is at the Rare Foundation. You can go to the rarefoundation.com and that is R-A-I-R foundation.com. And this article is um was posted on the 22nd of April. And um it's quick take and it talks about all this good stuff that this uh, jab has given people. And so, uh, Naomi Wolf uh, gave a powerful speech at Hillsdale College titled, What's in the Pfizer Documents? Where she shared shocking revelations about the pharmaceutical industry's role in the declining state of American health. In her speech, she explains that while the modern pharmaceutical industry has provided many health um, many health and life-saving drugs and vaccines, its reputation has come under attack due to the opioid uh, epidemic and the COVID pandemic. Wolf asserts that we are living in a biblical moment where God is letting us choose and demonstrating how bad human beings can be when we lose touch with him. Or, you know, 
we fall into the Romans 1 culture, which is a reprobate mind. God has turned them over to a reprobate mind, which means you think like an animal. You can't reason. You are like an animal. And look, if you think men can be women and women can be men, if you think a man can have a baby, and if you think a man needs to wear a tampon, I'd love to see him shove that up his, you know, and tell me if he really needs that tampon, okay? Um, so folks, we live in, in absurdity, absolutely absurd times. You and I know it. We see this for what it is. We have the Holy Spirit living with us, but those in the world who do not see what's going on and they believe the CNNs and they believe the MSNBN or whatever, and they believe all of this stuff and they think that this is all okay. And they not only agree with it, but they applaud these people who do this evil as well. Um, if you think this is rational behavior, it's not, you know it, but the Bible tells us that Satan has blinded their eyes. And so they believe the lie. They believe the deception because they do not have the truth in them. They do not have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of them. And so that's why you have brothers and cousins, aunts, uncles, sisters, co-workers, neighbors, teachers that are completely lost and they think this is okay. Well, it's not. And you and I see the wickedness for what it is, but they don't. And so we need to, you know, be praying for them. <clears throat> but anyway, before I lose my voice, you guys. <laughs> so Wolf, uh, who used to speak at many college campuses every year, was deplatformed and subjected to a global reputational attack for telling the truth about harm to women's fertility via the mRNA injection. However, Hillsdale College, which made the decision not to accept government funding, brought her to campus to speak. In her speech, she disclosed that she spent her entire career on the left, advising Gore in 2002 and Clinton's and uh, their re-election. Um, she noted that the last three years had sown or had shown her that her former world had imploded. But the happy part she reveals is that the left and right are losing any meaning. What matters now, she says, is the Constitution, liberty, and freedom. Wolf's knowledge of the Pfizer documents comes not from her medical background, but from a lawsuit pursued by a lawyer named Aaron Siri against the FDA. The lawsuit resulted in the release of inter internal documents created by Pfizer as part of the rollout of its mRNA injection. These documents reveal the experiments that led up to the creation of the vaccine and what happened when people were injected with it. Despite Pfizer's request to keep the documents hidden for 75 years, the judge in Texas, can I throw that in there because it was Texas, the judge in Texas refused, we're going to say that, but the judge refused and the documents were made public. Wolf was concerned as a journalist because she knew most journalists would not be able to understand the technical language in the documents. Pfizer was releasing 55,000 documents a month, and each document could be 10,000 pages long. Therefore, can you imagine a document that long? Oh my. Therefore, she gathered a team of 3,500 medical and scientific uh, experts, uh, the War Room Daily Clout Pfizer Documents Research Volunteers, to read through, analyze, and interpret the documents and boil them down 
uh, into manageable reports. Will's team found that the Pfizer documents revealed the greatest crime against humanity ever. She explains that the documents revealed that Pfizer knew that the mRNA injection causes blood clots and that it was causing deaths. She also notes that the documents show that Pfizer knew uh, that the vaccine did not work as well as advertised and is causing widespread injuries and deaths. She further notes that the documents show that Pfizer was aware of the risks to pregnant women and children, but ignored these risks. In her speech, Wolf expresses gratitude to Hillsdale College for giving her a platform to share these shocking life-saving revelations. She believes that every college student in America and every citizen deserves to hear these truths firsthand. Wolf concludes her speech by stating that she believes in the Constitution and the rule of law, and that it is our duty to hold the pharmaceutical industry accountable for its crimes against humanity. And of course, if you want to go on down there, guys, you can watch that video, and um, I think you really should. But anyway, this was article was written by Amy Meck, and she is an investigative journalist with the Rare Foundation. And folks, you're not going to hear a lot about the truth, and you won't hear that in your mainstream media. <laughs> but anyway, Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have, quote, agreed to part ways. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Just like how they make that all amicable. Fox News says they had agreed to part. Yeah, whatever. We all know the truth. But um, the beginning of a one-world digital currency folks is coming products you consume and services you use can be tracked to create a psychological profile on you which could then become a factor in determining your social credit score just as the chinese communist party authorities do in china today maybe you refuse to purchase an annual mrna booster shot and the tracking algorithm makes a note of this now you are under suspicion for being, quote, anti-fax and your social credit score plummets. Oh, folks, the fun times we have ahead of us are coming along the pike, right? This is prophecynewswatch.com. And folks, uh, this is by Brandon Smith from uh, the Activist Post. And so it was posted on the 24th of April. I tell you guys, uh, there's been a, an extensive discussion in the past couple of years within alternative media circles about the dangers of central digital or central bank digital currencies, a currency framework very similar to blockchain based products like Bitcoin, but directly controlled by central bankers or governments or Klaus Schwab or you've all know a Harari or whoever they want to throw up there or whoever Satan wants to put up there. So uh, it's a threat that some analysts, including myself, he says, have been writing about for more than a decade. So it's good to finally see the issue being addressed more in the mainstream. The Aurelian nature of a CBDCs cannot be overstated. In a cashless society, most people will be dependent on digital products for exchanging goods and labor. And this would, of course, mean the end of all privacy in trade. Everything you buy or sell or work for in your life would be recorded and this lack of anonymity could be used to stifle your freedoms in the future. For example, say you like to eat steak regularly, but the increasing authoritarian government 
decides to list red meat as a health risk and a climate change risk due to carbon emissions from cows. They determine by your purchase history, which they have full access to, uh, that you have contributed more carbon pollution than most people by eating red meat more often or eating it often. Uh, They declare that you must pay a retroactive carbon tax on your last purchases of red meat. Not only that, but your insurance company sends you a letter indicating that you are a medical risk and they cut off your health coverage. Products you consume and services you use can be tracked to create a psychological profile on you, which which, folks, could then become a factor in determining your social credit score. So, folks, in the worst-case scenario, though economic access is the greatest oppressive tool with CBDCs in place and no physical cash in existence, your savings will never be truly yours, and you'll never be able to hold your purchasing power in your hands. Uh, The means of exchange would be bottlenecked by the banks and governments uh, would have the option to freeze your ability to transact. Got that, folks? This is where we're heading. You know, you're not going to be able to hold that cold, hard cash in your hands anymore. Mm -mm -mm, No, no, I'm sorry. So if one day you get angry about a particular government policy and openly call the system corrupt on social media, they can simply shut off your option to transfer your digital money to others until you submit or die. CBDCs give establishment officials the leverage to starve their political opponents with algorithm uh, algorithmic precision. It would be a new world of technocratic oppression. It's important to understand that central bankers are moving at breakneck speed to develop and introduce digital currencies. It's not a matter of experimentation. They already have these systems ready to implement. The Federal Reserve's Instant Transfer Program, or the FedNow, is set to debut uh, this July, which is not a CBDC, but it is an intermediary step towards instituting uh, the CBDCs in the near term. It says in his investigations of various CBDC programs and how quickly they are progressing, he says, I came across an interesting program um, called Project Icebreaker, being run by the Bank uh, Bank for International Settlements, or the BIS. For those not aware, the BIS is a globalist institution with a clandestine past known as the Central Bank of Central Banks. Uh, it is the policymaking hub for most of the central banks in the world. So if you've ever wondered how it was possible for so many national central banks to operate in tandem with each other instead of acting in the interests of the countries they reside in, the BIS is the answer. In other words, organizations like the Federal Reserve are not necessarily loyal to Americans or to American officials. They are loyal to the dictates of the BIS. The BIS at, is at the forefront of the movement towards the adoption of CBDCs. They have fa- they have been funding a vast array of projects to test and refine a CBDC technology. And as, and as of this year, they estimate that at least 81 central banks around the world are in the midst of introducing digital 
currency systems. Project Icebreaker in particular grabbed my attention, he said, for a number of reasons. The BIS described the project as a foreign exchange clearinghouse for retail CBDCs. Retail CBDCs are digital currency used by the regular public and businesses, enabling the currencies to be traded from country to country quickly and efficiently. This is accomplished using the quote, Icebreaker Hub, a BIS-controlled mechanism which facilitates data transfers for an array of transactions while connecting banks to other banks. I know this is a lot of technical uh, terminology, folks, but I'm telling you, this is how they're putting it all together. He goes on to say, investigating further, he says, I realized that the Icebreaker Hub, in theory, functions almost exactly like the SWIFT payment system used currently by governments and international banks. More than 10,000 financial institutions in 212 different countries use the SWIFT network to transfer funds overseas for their clients. It is an incredible centralization bottleneck that gives uh, its shareholders considerable power. As a point of reference, after the start of the war between Ukraine and Russia, the expulsion of Russia from the SWIFT network was used as a weapon in an attempt to crash the Russian economy. Russia has found ways around using SWIFT because of their trade relationships you know, with major economies like China and India, but some damage has still been done to their financial structure. Now, imagine that you operate a business that relies on overseas transactions. Say you need to pay manufacturers in Vietnam or Taiwan to produce your products with CBDCs in place. You will most likely be completely dependent on a system similar to the icebreaker hub to move that digital money to Vietnamese banks and into accounts of your manufacturers. So saying officials at the BIS for whatever reason decide they don't like you and they initiate Russian style sanctions denying your access to the hub, your business is now dead. So, what if you had to meet certain standards in order to be allowed use of the hub and the BIS dictates these standards? What if the, the BIS decides that your company needs to meet the woke ESG related categories, you know, before you can get uh, permission for the aspect of transactions? Now, the BIS has the ability to manipulate social and cultural trends using your business and millions of other businesses as forced messengers. So for the average consumer who does most of their transactions within their home country, this might not sound like a big deal, but for the business world, a Swift-like hub for retail CBDCs, uh, CBDCs could be used to dominate all international trade. Running any kind of larger organization or company would mean bowing to the whims of the BIS. And of course, it gets worse, you guys. Woohoo! Of course it does. Part of the process of the spoke and wheel exchange method used by the Icebreaker Hub includes the exploitation of a bridge currency to fill gaps in exchange rates and liquidity. On the uh, on the surface, uh, this seems like a clever way to speed up transactions by avoiding cross-currency uh, shortages at banks. That said, he says, I want readers to think about the long-term path that this kind of, quote, bridging sets in motion in the realm of these CBDCs. So he goes, let's say there's a global-scale economic crisis event, uh, which causes many currencies to fluctuate wildly. Let's say... For example, that the U.S. dollar loses its world reserve status and petro status, and this sends the FX or the foreign exchange markets into a panic. Now, price inflation becomes rampant and banking institutions falter under the liquidity pressures. Let's say that central bankers introduce 
reduce the CBDCs as a solution to the problem and the BIS uh, icebreaker hub as the intermediary for international trade. Of course, folks, that's how they operate, right? I'm just telling you this on my own free, you know, whatever. Um, they create the crisis, and then, of course, they come in with the answer to the crisis. <laughs> Don't worry, folks. <laughs> what do you say? The government's here to help you. Yeah, the government's never here to help you. But, yeah. So, anyway, he goes on to say, so, the populace is so frightened by the economic crash that they then embrace the digital framework. Now, let's say that the BIS claims they still can't find a currency they consider stable enough to act as a means to bridge most global transactions. Well, what happens then? He goes, well, luckily for all of us, the BIS and IMF have been working on their own global CBTC. Of course, uh, in the case of the IMF, this one world currency would be based around the special drawing rods basket system they have been using for decades to broker, you know, currency transfers between national governments. The BIS then uses the one world currency product as the bridge for the icebreaker going forward. And of course, eventually, it's going to be the one world government and the one world economy and the one world currency and the one world ruler and religion. And we all see where this is going. But yeah, you see this framework being set up. I mean, it's like, but you know, most people are too busy looking at their phones or too busy, you know, taking their children to drag queen demonic shows and you know, all these things. And so, yeah, um, but nobody's really paying attention to the real world, to what is happening. It always takes me back to the days of Noah, you know, in the days of Noah, you know, the Nephilim walked, and you're like, what? They changed human DNA, they corrupted uh, the. DNA is the giants of renown. You guys remember that? The men of renown. And people are like, what? They're demons. And they were locked in the lowest abyss of hell because of what they did. And now we have humans now here being demonically controlled, I'm sure, and influenced most definitely, um, trying to alter human DNA. And uh, folks, this, it is happening. It's true. It's really happening. I know. It sounds like some crazy movie, but then you want to go back to Hollywood and look at all the movies they have been projecting from what, remember Solvent Green? Or is it Soylent Green? Yeah. Think about it, you guys. They've been telling us for a long time, using these movies, um, what they plan to do. I've never been a big movie watcher. Um, I've, I was never a real big sci-fi. I, mean, I was a big reader, you know. My brother's huge. He loves movies. He loves all this stuff. He's an, you know, he acts, you know, he's there and. Uh, California. Is he a teacher? He's an actor as well. <laughs> but um, but you go back and look at this stuff, and these were their plans. So they've been telling us through the movies what they plan to do with us. You know, this is like in these these elitists. You know, they are. And I've been reading. You know, I'm reading through the Bible, and um, today I was in um, Proverbs 16, Proverbs chapter 16, and uh, let's go here real quick. You know, just, just, it's good to read the word, you know, to get to renew our minds, to wash this garbage, this filth, this deception away, right? And the only way to do that is to read the word of God. So the preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Uh, all the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. I love that. Uh, you know, I've been talking to you guys a little bit uh, on my personal life, you know, hey, should I take this job? Should I not take this job? Should I stay in home house? Should, you know, and uh, I thought uh, when my 
couple of clients came down with COVID and then I couldn't work. And I thought, oh man. And then I tested positive for COVID. And so I'm out for another week of unpaid vacation. I thought that was it. I said, well, that then the Lord is telling me I need to do the work from home thing. And I, you know, when I left one of my clients the other morning, I just felt absolutely sure that the Holy Spirit, you know, I was at peace and this is where God wanted me. And, and, um, and I just thought, wow, this is where I need to be. And then, of course, the COVID thing happened. I'm like, well, I said, that must have been the Lord then. But then I got to thinking, and I was reading through Proverbs today. No, 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 no. That's not what that means. It says, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. And when I read that, I thought, my, <clears throat> my work, commit it to the Lord, and I do. You know, I like to go in and, and help these folks in any way that I can to go in and serve them. And I thought, you know what? No, this is this is where the Lord will have me to be. And so I think and I'm prayed about it and I feel pretty, pretty confident and, and pretty peaceful about that decision. But, you know, you never know when the Lord is going to talk to you or when it's going to click in your head. You know, so you got to keep staying in the word. Right. But here's a good one. So this is uh, Proverbs 16, 4. If you scroll on down, the Lord has made all for himself. Yes, even the wicked for the day of doom. Every Everyone proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though they join forces, none will go unpunished. And so we need to remember that these folks that are committing this wickedness, this evil, these abominations, they will not go unpunished. They will not go. God knows, and they've even been created, and he knows they're even they're created, they're wicked. It says, even for the day of doom. So in mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity. And he goes on to say, and by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. So when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than vast revenues without justice. And one more, you guys, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord, but the Lord directs his steps. Folks, I'm telling you, get in the word of God. Let the word of God get in to you. I think I'm going to call that a night. Uh, you guys, um, you know, thank you guys so much for listening and um, for always sending me words of encouragement. I really, really do appreciate that. I love to hear from you guys. Um, you know, I do. And, uh, you know, we just need to continue to stay in the word, continue to tell people about the good news of Jesus Christ. And not only to that, but to stand up for the Bible, to stand up for Jesus, to be bold, to tell these people the truth when they throw these things up and their pronouns and all this garbage and just look at them like, what? You know, we need to be ones to call out this absurdity. Somebody has to. We've got to call it out. Stand up for yourself. Stand up for God. Stand up for morality. Stand up for sanity. You know what I mean? So if you're in your DEI meeting or your diversive and equity and inclusion meeting, just stand up and say, this is ridiculous. Anyway, you guys... Uh, there's got to be some of us that stand up. Don't go along to get along. Don't be that person. 
Uh, my mama said, if everybody jumped off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge too? Yeah. <laughs> Don't be that person that just follows along the herd mentality. Don't be that way. Don't be that way. Follow Christ. Listen to what the Bible says. And try to live your life the best that you can. And follow, uh, follow the Word of God. Anyway, guys, I love you all. I do. I pray for you guys. And uh, thank you so much for listening and for praying for me and for uh, praying for our country. And uh, we just need to continue um, to fight the good fight. We got to continue to fight the good fight that Christ has, has told us to fight. So anyway, with that, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, folks, be bold. Be bold. Stand up for Christ. Don't back down. Remember what Jesus said. If you deny me in front of um, everybody, he will deny you in front of his Father. So absolutely, we don't want to deny Christ. We do not want to. Um, we don't want him to be ashamed of us. So with that, folks, get out there and tell somebody the good news. Thank you so much for listening. May God bless each and every one of you as we await the appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. May tonight even be the night that the Lord comes to take us home. Maybe tonight is the night that God the Father says, Jesus, go get your bride. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful night that would be. Folks, keep looking up because our redemption draws near.